Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Brewdog News Podcast. This is episode number 46, and you might be wondering why on earth I'm in a strange place and look like a ghost. Well, I look like a ghost because the sun's hitting me in the face, and I'm in the world-famous Newton Arms. Uh, we are open here. There is people outside as I'm looking out the window in front of me. So you will see people going past, and you will hear people smashing glasses because apparently that's what we do in Scotland. Isn't that right, Doug? <laughs> Yes, it is. Absolutely. I just introduced Doug to Yvonne, one of the owners, and she just immediately smashed a glass, which is quite an unusual response to seeing Doug. So, um, Doug, you're in your closet. How's things? Uh, not too bad. A little warm. We've been having a hot spell here, but uh, yeah, you know, living the apocalypse dream, as I always say. <laughs> you know, wake up in the morning, look at my phone and make sure the world hasn't quite ended yet and move forward yeah. with the day. So. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, um, basically, the reason we're here is because you had a really good chat with Jason. Uh, he's the CEO of BrewDog USA. I'm sure mm-hmm. most folks know that already. Uh, it was quite cool because you had a chat with him just before the lockdown, and you're having another chat with him just last week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, how did that go? I went very well. Yeah, he's very approachable. He just he uh, agreed to pretty much doing this once a quarter. More often, if something spectacular happens or if there's something he wants to talk about. Um, so yeah, it was great. I think the only thing we didn't, that we talked about outside of the, our conversation was, uh, the nano dog program is kicking back up, um, which is the very small batch, uh, pilot kit beers at BrewDog, uh, Columbus. Excellent. Mr. B's just slipped, slipped me some money. So nice. You can send me my half. Hope he's not. I uh, hope he's not expecting me to take my clothes off or anything like that. Because nobody, <laughs> no, maybe it's twenty quid to keep my clothes on. Well, you did anyway. mention you're overexposed. So. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Video viewers will understand that joke completely. I am very overexposed. Anyway, we'll show up, and uh, here's the interview that Doug did with Jason. Um, I appreciate uh, you spending some time with us again. I know uh, the world is a bit of chaos these days. Um, things are. Uh, starting to open up again, at least in the U.S. I know they just announced July 4th in the U- in parts of the U.K., in England. That's right, yeah. So. It's a step closer. It's uh, It was some very dark days at times for sure, but um, we feel like the worst is behind us and we're positioned well for the rest of the year. Okay, um, so I guess it, first, do you want to, should I just go into the questions that we, we have, or do you want to like give an overview of what's going on with Rudog USA or? Yeah, um, I, happily. So I know we talked, you know, once things had kind of um, taken a turn and I, I want to say we talked in late March. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Okay. So um, just some highlights and some stats on how things went. Um, you know, our bar business here in the U S is, um, you know, relatively small compared to where it is globally, but it does make up a substantial portion of our uh, profit in the U.S. So yeah. you know, that was a challenge when when things closed. Um, there was an, a pretty big spike in our packaged grocery off-premise business. Uh, that has continued through uh, March, April, and, and it's looking like June is going to be one of our best months ever. And that's with keg sales really... Um, they're back on, but at a much smaller level than yeah. they were before. Um, so we're, we're weathering the storm as best as possible. Uh, with retail reopening, um, first it was outdoor dining in Ohio, uh, middle of May. 
Um, two weeks later, it was indoor dining in Ohio. Uh, beginning of June, uh, there was um, openings in Indiana and Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, we were able to open the doghouse back up in June. That was never closed because hotels had to be. It was closed because, one, without a food component, there are some licensure issues. Ah, okay. Two, that is an experiential hotel. And if dog tap <laughs> and uh, – the brewery were closed to visitors. It wouldn't have been very experiential. Uh, and three, we just aren't equipped to deal with all of the sanitizing day in and day out issues. Cause we were having um, at the start, people were reaching out saying, Hey, my husband's sick. Can they stay at the hotel? We just weren't equipped for that. So it took yeah, us some time. Yeah. You know, now we've done some training. Our team members know how to handle turning over rooms cleaning everything. We took a lot of the creature comforts and tchotchkes out of the room just so yep. that the cleaning between guests doesn't have to be as intensive. And it just took some time to figure out how we're going to do that and do it right. So the right. hotel and kennels opened up early June. Um, we were slated to have the short North bar open along that timeline, but then with all of the uh, social justice protests and, and a lot of the things that happened on that front, that bar did receive some damage. So it took uh, us a little okay. longer to get it opened up. But yep. at this stage, everything is up and running. Bars are coming back on faster than we thought they would, which is great to see. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most importantly, the team is back. Yeah. Uh, with, with very little exception, everyone is back on board. Um, if people aren't, it's largely because they weren't ready personally or, or yep. they aren't looking to come back to work at all. Um, but the fact that we were able to bring uh, pretty much everyone back, given 80% of people were on furlough at a point in time, we're feeling very good about that. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I know when I was, um, the missus and I, we hit Indy, Cincy, and uh, the dog tap this, this last weekend. Um, and yeah, it was good to see the, it was just kind of weird, you know, that everything was um, spaced out quite a bit. Um, you know, all the staff was in masks. Um you know, they're, they're taking our phone numbers. Um, we assume that was for contact tracing in case somebody pops up. Then they can call everybody who was in the bar that night or that day. So it was, it was really good to see you know, a lot of the, the friends I have in the brewery bars and wave at them from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's strange and surreal. Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing nationally, you know, the cases spike back up and I don't think we're going to go back into a shutdown mode. And I don't mean brew dog. I mean, government yeah. and regulation yeah, <laughs> nationally you know, remaining vigilant on what the requirements are um, is something that um, we have learned that we can still have a healthy growing business. Um, it just is going to look and feel a little bit different. And yeah. uh, you know, I have my mask right here. If I wasn't in a room by right. myself at the office, I'd be wearing it. Um, it's not a good way for anyone to spend their day. And I'm fortunate in that I don't have to wear it all day, but a lot of our team members do. Yeah, Our, our team members that are our brewers, our, our, our team in production wear it all day long. Our team in retail wears it all day long. Yep. Um, it would be great to roll that back, but we're just not there yet. And, yeah. you know, we're doing these things to keep our team and our, our customers as safe as we can. And we, we get, the vast majority of people are reaching out to us saying, thank you for taking this seriously. I had a good experience, but there is a portion of people that, you know, whether they think that we're falling for a political hoax 
or they feel that um, it's unnecessary. Um, we do get some complaints about people being unhappy and yeah. uh, we get that too. Yeah. It, it, it's always, no matter what it is, there's always somebody who's going to be unhappy. That is, so. that's very, very true <laughs> in my experience for sure. Um, okay. So uh, I guess I'll, I'll kind of hit some of the questions. Um, so I first question is plans for the distillery or kind of waiting for the, some of these will probably be answered as the raise winds up. But of course, the first question a lot of people had was plans for the distillery or at least getting some of the uh, Scotland distilled spirits to the States. Well, I have an update on both fronts. Ooh. So uh, first, the uh, first two spirits from the UK, uh, Lone Wolf Gin and Lone Wolf uh, Cloudy Lemon Gin, land uh, in a port in Maryland tomorrow. Ooh. So in about a week's time, we hope to have them here and we will be um, having those available um, for purchase at our bars. Um, and um, if you are a hotel guest, you could purchase uh, a bottle there, but we are oh, nice. to retail them outside of a hotel setting until we have our own distilling license and okay. Um, so on that front, so we're starting with the gins. It There are a number of federal regulatory approval layers. Those two made it through first, um, 500 cuts gin and what will be called in the U.S. hard uh, wave vodka, not rogue wave, just because uh, okay. of trademarking issues, will be available in the U.S. hopefully in July. Um, but there's a bit of it that's out of our hands, but it's in the works and it'll be here as soon as possible. Our immediate steps are to get it into our bars. There are plans to take it other places in time, but we're not there yet. Excellent. Um, on the distillery piece. So we had ordered a still um, that was being manufactured for us. Um, we have made some investment in it. Just even in placing the order, you have to put some uh, chips mm -hmm. on the table. COVID hit. Everything was put on pause, including that. But we have reinitiated the process uh, and hope to have that here in the next few months. So, oh, excellent! Uh, it should be a 2020 thing. Still, um, it's it's just taking a little longer than we had hoped. We're glad that we're able to pick the project back up, though. Excellent, excellent. That's good news. Um, see, the next one is uh, the U.S. AGM. Yeah, uh, we are tenants. We, we are holding the date that was put out there, um, but there are so many moving parts and pieces. You know, currently in Ohio, we're not allowed to have gatherings of more than 300 people. Um, that might change in either direction. Right. So we're, we're not canceling it at this stage. You know, if, uh, the UK AGM wasn't canceled until probably the week before. Yep. Um, so we're going to we're going to hope to have it and hold off on making a call on that as long as we can. Yeah. Um, it's also possible that we move the date back. If we think that that helps, we still want to have it is the point and we right. don't want to cancel it because there's still a, an Avenue that we could have it. Even if it remains at a 300 person limit, we might look at ways to do it on a smaller scale. So yeah. because it's out of our hands, uh, we don't want to, make any calls right now to limit what it could be. Uh, I, I think, there's, you know, 
what is for sure known is it won't be the same AGM it was last year. <laughs> I, it can't. <laughs> um, it can't and, 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 you know, we were going to have some, some changes that we thought were going to make it better um, um, outside of what happened in the world. But we're really just waiting to see what we're allowed to do, uh, what we could do safely, what we can do that would be a great experience. Yeah. Obviously, if it's limited in capacity, it would be much more EFP focused, yeah. um, which isn't a bad thing by any means. It's just that, that that is where it started and how we would go about it. So we're very much in the stage of let's see how all of the laws and regulations develop so that we could throw the best AGM possible. It might still end up that it can't happen, but that's not how we're thinking about it. Right, right. Um, uh, you know, one of the ones you know, being from out of state and a lot of other states, uh, the shipping laws and regulations are, you know, <laughs> has there been any progress in any more opening more states to distribution or that kind of all get put on hold with the COVID thing too? We had plans to open up four states, um, during COVID that, the challenges were twofold. Some states were not wanting to bring in new brands or approve for that to happen. In other scenarios, wholesalers would simply say, you know, typically when you launch in a new state, we want some fanfare. We want to have people on the ground. Uh, we want to have tastings and all of those things were off the table. So even right. if the state was allowing it, the wholesaler was saying, we don't want to deal with it right now. And similar to, um, manufacturers and brewers like like us, wholesalers were going through this huge transitionary time where, you know, 100% of their focus was on off-premise chain and, yeah. you know, on-premise was, was shut down. And typically on-premise, um, it, it takes a lot more people to service that side of things simply because there's more outlets and less volume moving through all of them than a grocery store. Um, yep. So, um they were going through a lot of transitionary things internally and, and bringing in new brands just wasn't their biggest priority. So uh, the short answer is we are now, we have visibility into opening um, up. Um, sorry, I'm going to turn that. That's okay. Uh, visibility into opening up a handful of States Okay. Um, starting um, next month in August. Uh, so we're looking at, um, and, and this isn't set in stone. So right. before anyone <laughs> were to run with this, I just want to make that caveat. But unless things change, uh, South Carolina, uh, Missouri, Iowa, and Minnesota should be opening up in the next couple of months for oh, us. Great. Um, and then we're going to look to uh, add some additional states uh, later in the year. But okay. those ones were ones that we've been focusing on and been working on for some time but the rug got pulled out from under us. Yep. Um, so we are looking, you know, what does that mean for next year? How do we continue to grow the footprint? How are people going to be able to get BrewDog in more states? And, and we're, we're feeling good about what the future looks like. Um, but that's what is currently in the works and, okay. and what I can speak to. Okay. Uh, new bars. Any other, you know, I know that's also tied into the raise and I know, you know, yeah. You know, are you guys, do you guys have any target cities you're really thinking you want to aim for, or are there some in the works? So, um, this is another thing that got, <laughs> uh, you know, came to a screeching halt when, when COVID hit, yeah. uh, but we are very bullish on 
this being a great time to find good opportunities. So, you know, we're, we're very much back at it. Uh, you know, the person on our team who um, focuses on growing our bar footprint, he's on the road today looking at a handful of sites. So, yes, we, we are um, very much wanting to get back to opening up some bars. Pittsburgh opened up two weeks before the closures <laughs> happened. Yep. <laughs> uh, it was a glorious two weeks and the bar was doing great and the bar is doing really well now. So we, we, we don't feel like that's not part of our future. And, and I'm surprised because, you know, it seems like almost every day, at least every week, we're reading about um, breweries who aren't opening their tap rooms through at least the end of the year. And yeah. I get it. I mean, I, I think that it's a level of um, risk and just uncertainty that some people don't even want to pick up. But for us, we feel like it's such a part of the experience. It allows us to talk about uh, in person, you know, why our beer is um, better and, and what our process is yep. and, you know, how we, you know, ensure quality and cold storage all the way through and the frequency of you know, how, how often we clean our lines. Those are things that we think are important messages. And, you know, our, our kitchens are scratch kitchens. It's not typical bar food. It's definitely elevated bar food. And yep. um, it, it still remains a, a pillar of what our future is. We do not have any um, planned openings at this point mm -hmm. in time, but we are aggressively pursuing some. Okay. And uh, the hope is by the end of the year, we're able to announce, um, more than one for sure. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be uh, great. So it's very much something we're looking at. Um, you know, Cleveland has been a market that we would love to get to for some time. We don't feel like we've found the right location there yet. Uh, outside of that, um, we're looking to grow somewhat regionally so that we're not getting too far away from home base. Yep. Um, but we don't have anything lined up. We do have a lot of irons in the fire though. Okay. Excellent. That's good news. Um, how's the beer locker program working? I think it's working well. Uh, I, I was glad that we were able to turn that on. We probably will run into cooler space challenges. <laughs> time. Um, but currently it's something that people have seemingly received well. Um, the biggest challenge is going to be the cooler space piece yep. for sure. Yep. Cause I know I picked up four orders when I was there on uh, Sunday. So nice. Yeah. Try, we try to do my part. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you certainly do. And, um, you know, I, I appreciated it. You, you'd left some goodies for me as well. Uh, which, uh, if that's part of you coming to visit, we're going to have to figure out a way for you to come more often. Well, but, Jenny said, I can't come to <laughs> brew, to Brewdog without spotted cows. So it's just, <laughs> it's on the forum. So it's gotta be true. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, but no, I, I can tell you in, you know, our retail cooler and our um, main cooler in the back, um, there's quite a few people that took advantage of the locker program. So Excellent. Uh, happy to see people uh, enjoying that and, and taking advantage of it. Good, good. Glad to hear that. Thank um, you for, had you not called that out in our last conversation, we wouldn't <laughs> be doing it. So uh, credit to you for, for raising your hand on that one. Well, I've been bugging Jenny about that for two years. <laughs> so when it happened, I was like, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. And I will say, um, Jenny wasn't the hurdle here. Uh, it was definitely cooler space, yeah. but yeah, that's what I figured. Happen, so excellent. Um, see what else. 
Uh, what's going on with the Overworks program in the U.S.? Was that again? I, I suppose like everything. Same with Nano Dog. With everything that happened, a lot of these programs are probably just shelved. Yeah. And- uh, Overworks was put on hold for a couple of months, but it's back up, fully running. Excellent. Um, we have some capacity challenges at Overworks. Um, Overworks, um, we typically sell every single keg and could sell a whole lot more uh, kegs um, through Overworks and what our capacity allows. So we are back to investigating, um, you know, finding the right tanks to help us um, grow yep. our Overworks capacity. So that's something that is uh, ongoing. We're, we're brewing again there. Um, a challenge that exists, this is just some internal pieces. Overworks in the UK actually has the ability and the capacity to send us more, which would be great because we'd be able just to get more yeah. kegs out in the world. The challenge on that front has always been just the type of kegs. We use a different type of keg in the US that's used in the UK that's used in Europe. Oh, so okay. we finally have been able to find a way to have a flow of empty and then full overworks kegs from the UK. So we're going to be um, importing some just to help uh, meet the demand. Okay. Obviously keg demand isn't what it was three months ago. It'll take some time for it to get back, but we're also going to start importing just some of the other uh, brands and flavors that they make there. Um, okay. That's good news. To add to our uh, portfolio for bottled. So uh, yeah, that's, that's up and running. It's Jason Riggs. Who's our uh, brewer there does yep. an amazing job and um, uh, very, very happy that he's back and he's been back for, for well over a month at this point. Um, but overworks is going well. And uh, you know, Excellent. it's a good problem to have when capacity is, is your issue. Yeah. Um, and, and we're, looking to get back to that for sure. Yeah. It's better than the other problem. You have beard, you can't sell it, <laughs> but that seems to be ending that problem. <laughs> you know, um, uh, the other big one was, I know with uh BrewDog tomorrow, there's been a lot of work on sustainability in the UK. Uh, you know, with the, the wind farm uh, powering Ellen, are there any kind of programs like that being thought about or looked at for the, the stateside brewery? Yeah, uh, there definitely are. Um, and we are working on some um, specifics to announce on that. Uh, probably later this summer would be my guess. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly looking at things that we can be doing on that front here mm-hmm. from reducing our packaging footprint to reducing our use of plastic. Um, but in terms of some bigger, splashier things that we're doing along the lines of the UK, uh, we are working with them on that, and we have some things that um, aren't far enough along that I'd, I'd want to say we're doing. Okay. Uh, but we are going to have some bigger announcements like the UK has um, scaled down to our size right. uh, for the US um, in the next couple of months. Excellent. Um, and I think the only other one that was hanging out there um, was I know you talked about putting, um, you call them the dog kennels. Uh, out and back of the hotel. Is that still something you guys are hoping to move forward with? Well, before everything changed, you know, the kennels in the short North were really starting to take off and resonate and do well. So I think it's more likely that we will take the kennel experience to different bars outside of Columbus as as the next step. Uh, And that is, even though, it's more of an apartment on a long-term lease. We do make a significant investment to make those feel like doghouse rooms, right. having you know in-room 
kegerators and beer fridges throughout. So I, I think that's probably a more likely next step for us as opposed to doing that on the campus here. Okay. Uh, but we are always looking at ways to improve the campus here and add to it. And, you know, from the distillery being part of what we do here to potentially adding some additional outdoor elements, uh, those are things that we um, are, are picking back up since, since things have started to get back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to normal. It's good to see things start to pick up a little bit of speed. You know, it's hopefully uh, we don't get a, a a healthy second wave of the virus. Hopefully it doesn't happen and we can keep moving forward and, and have a great end of the year and start picking up speed again in spring. But uh, yeah, I think that's really, yeah, those are really the the questions I had for you. Um, so I don't know if there's anything for you. Okay. Uh, Well, two actually first is just an update that might not be on and and it probably wouldn't be on your radar, but um, the AF's, are a unique opportunity for us because we can sell those almost nationally. There's a couple states that still have some regulatory hurdles. Okay. Um, and that's something that we're continuing to have a lot of success with. Um, we are going to open up a AF and a uh, Amazon store as well. Really? Oh, that's so exciting. We're able to um, get those, um, beers into more people's hands and we can really start to have more of a presence on that front. So that's something that's going to be coming. Um, we haven't figured what out what this looks like yet, but we do think there's a real opportunity to work with our EFPs to um, help us on Amazon, especially with the review piece and, and mm-hmm. having some incentive structure where people do that. So that's something that um, over the next four weeks that that Amazon store is going to launch and we're probably going to reach out to our EFP community to, to one, let them know that it's there, but two, ask for some help and, and find some ways where it's mutually beneficial, where yep. it's not just us asking for help. So oh, that's, exciting. that's something we're working on that we're excited about. Um, and then I was curious, you were just here. I, I want to know, you know, obviously it's a different experience now <laughs> than what it was, but how was it? And if you have any uh, tips or pointers for us on what we could be doing better. No, it was good. Um, it, it was weird, you know, not being able to sit at the bar because there's one spot at the bar that when I'm there, I almost always sit at. So that was weird. Um, you know, the hotel staff was great. The breakfast was good. You know, they brought it to the room. Um, yeah, I the experience was the same it was just it was just odd because there's this i think we all have this wariness now of each other you know if somebody coughs you're like why they cough you know so it's just this this strange apprehension we all have being out in public now but other than that yeah i mean the, the beers were good um i know the the number of beers were a little bit lower than usual but that makes sense i wasn't surprised by that at all but uh yeah, no complaints at all. Everything was a- as good as I expected and pretty much as per usual when we were there. So, Great. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. It is different, but I think we're still trying to provide a good experience and um, make the most of how the world has changed and, yep. and hopefully continue to march back towards where it was. I think we will. I think we'll get there. So, but other than that, um, yeah, I'm just going to wrap it up. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Thanks for chatting. And I'm going to pause. I'm going to stop the recording here. So, Doug, 
Excellent, excellent interview. Uh, thank you so much, Jason. Is is a really, really good interview. It kind Makes of it really easy. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like um, it's it's kind of almost what you want James to be sometimes. He's like you just yeah. just the facts keep coming out and all that. It's yep. brilliant. So yeah, um, but excellent. So uh, we do have one little bit of news. Uh, nothing too exciting, but it's exciting if you are pup dog. Go yes. for it. So um, I don't know. If- if you people remember Pup Dog, he did the uh, Brewdog rap at the last AGM in the States. He was supposed to do it at the AGM. That didn't happen. Um, I know he did it once on the uh, the Brewdog Live thing they were doing on Fridays. I believe he rapped on one of those. But he was just hired by Brewdog, and he is the duty manager at Brewdog Indianapolis. So another uh, another big fan has joined the family. So yeah, that's fantastic. It is really really good to see. That's one of the yep. things I love about Brewdog. If someone loves them enough, they usually end up working for them. So yep. that's brilliant. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Emma, of course, from our very own podcast. <laughs> yep. Right, just before I completely turn like this into something else, <laughs> we'll be back with another episode in a couple of weeks. Doug, uh, anything exciting you want to tell us about what's happening in America, or should we just let the people go? Um. No, they, they're starting to roll out some new beers. I know they released um, a blueberry and a strawberry beer for the 4th of July. Um, there's the um, uh, Black is Beautiful beer. Um, I know they released a, a set of um, beers uh, at Columbus, Ohio, a small batch called Black is Beautiful. Um, but so many breweries are doing that right now, which I think is, is just awesome. But uh yeah, that's about it. Not much more since I talked to Jason that's changed in the BrewDog world that I can think of. I'm hoping for some announcements out of BrewDog USA in not too long about some of the stuff Jason and I talked about. So Good. Well, we'll let people go. Uh, Doug, if people want to give you a shout, how do they get in touch with you? What's the best way? Um, I am Doug Johnson on the forum. I am Doug in a pub everywhere else. Very good. And I'm at Sunscream, or you can just find me anywhere. Or just send us a message to the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to do all the spiel. I'm just going to let people go. Thanks very much for tuning in, folks. Doug, we'll catch up with you very soon. Sounds good. Take care. Bye. Bye.